0: reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Blue Wire. You're listening to the Raider Cody Podcast, the official podcast of RaidersBeat.com. When you have great coaches, then after you have great coaches, you get great players. You have a great organization, and you tell them one thing,
1: just win, baby. You're going to get everything I got. Everything I got. Give me everything you got. Yeah. Do it for the man next to you. Let's go. Let's go. Raiders right I three. One, two, three. Right. Let's go get there.
0: We talk about rebuilding, rebuilding. How do you rebuild? I don't think that Gruden came in to rebuild. I think he came to set his roster on fire.
1: What's going on, Raider Nation? Welcome to the second episode of my off-season series now. Uh, we're rolling into this thing pretty hot. we got a lot of exciting things to talk about. we get a little bit got a little bit of big news, I guess, this week. It was an exciting week in Raiders News. Of course, when has it never been an exciting week in Raiders News? But uh, definitely got a lot of things going on, a lot of things brewing. First thing I guess I'll start off with is the 2020 NFL Draft we got a pretty big thing brewing. We have a 2020, kind of not really a draft party, but kind of a series of draft parties. Kind of like, a, I don't know, I guess a chain of events that we're trying to plan throughout the 2020 draft in Las Vegas. Uh, first part being, we have a pretty much a group rate, a group setup for Raider Nation at the Westgate Resort and Casino. Uh, call in, call the Westgate Resort and Casino, and make sure it's the Las Vegas branch. Call in, let them know that you're with the group Raider Nation. Raider Space Nation. Let them know that's your group, and they will give you a special room rate. It should be locked in. We have 20 rooms, it should be locked in until they're filled up. So as room rates skyrocket, this one won't. It's $200 a night uh, plus the fees and taxes, whatever that is. But it's definitely one of the cheapest around by far, and all 20 rooms are put together. So if you want to hang out with a bunch of Raider fans and be roomed next to a bunch of Raider fans, book it at Westgate. I'm sure we'll be doing a lot of things. They have a giant sports book. They have a lot of places to watch, a lot of things, a lot of highlights, a lot of reviews, a lot of different things going on about the draft, and it's going to be loaded with Raider fans. But besides that, we're also planning a huge event that's going to be going out at the Stage Door Casino. It's actually a, owned and pretty much ran by Raider fans, uh, Raider Nation. It's, it's going to be covered in silver and black. I know there's a lot of things brewing up over there. I've been talking with Mitchell Renz and Chat Sports. We could be doing uh, maybe we can collaborate maybe a little bit. Uh, do some sort of broadcast to do something going on there hanging out you know social media wise for those that are tuning into stuff like this uh, we might have some special event going on there we'll definitely be there hanging out no matter what uh, dude has a lot of special pri- uh, prices on everything food drinks uh, the whole nine yards and they're right around the corner from the draft location so for those of you wondering where the draft is going to be make sure you get on your maps look up stage door casino in las vegas and just north of that, you're going to see a Ferris wheel, a big Ferris wheel called the High Roller. And there's a site being built to the right of it. Uh, I'm not sure all the details. There's no address on it, but it's supposed to open up in a couple months. I'm sure the rest of the details will release. But I mean, it's walking distance from the Stage Door Casino. So a lot of big things brewing up. Make sure you follow me on social media at Raider Cody, at Raider Cody Pod. Follow my buddy Kenny, at Kenny King Jr. We will keep you guys informed also on Instagram and Facebook. And, you know, I'll keep reminding you here on this podcast. So keep tuning in. Uh, so yeah, let's uh we got a big show. So let's uh let's get on with this thing. First I'd like to thank everybody uh from last week's show. I love whenever I have a good guest on. Uh, it's been a while actually, you know, with all the stuff going on through the season. Uh all the big wigs, all the head honchos, all the hot shots are all busy during football season, but now that it's slowed down, I'm able to talk to them a little bit, and that's good for you guys. Keep the content uh full and entertaining. Uh but shout out to those that actually, you know, listened to last week's show help me promote it Uh, shout out sanjeet from uh, just blog baby he runs his own youtube page make sure you follow him on youtube great show covers a lot of things shout out to nbc and shout out to heavy.com there's a few other places few other websites that covered some of the stuff that i talked about on last week's episode Uh, was great to talk to richie but now we're moving on to another exciting week in my opinion and I've you know I've had a few players lined up, talked to a few guys uh, on Twitter, talked to a few guys outside of it, and we're trying to line up a few things. But this week, I'm excited to have Alec Ingold coming on here shortly. Uh, that's gonna be a great conversation with a very underrated guy, uh, very at a very underappreciated position. So, uh, yeah, let's we have a little bit of news to cover before that. So let's quit messing around. Let's get into some announcements. We are officially the Las Vegas Raiders. Per Roger Goodell, the NFL commissioner, he was at an event this uh actually today, Friday in Las Vegas, and he made it clear that as of now, the Raiders are officially the Las Vegas Raiders. So we're prepared for the transition. Of course, the social media has removed all of Oakland from its from its pages. We're now just the Raiders. You can find it on even their headquarters right now in Alameda. It's the Oakland Raiders sign has been removed. We're officially making the transition. Everything's getting built, draft coming up. Obviously, Silver and Black is going to Sin City. So Right now, transition, if it hasn't already hit you, if it's not already surreal, should be, uh, it is now. Now this announcement, something I'm not looking forward to talking to, that's the Hall of Fame. We had, yet again, and this is, this is actually worse than I expected because we've, we've experienced this with a lot of past Raider greats. Where it seems like our Raider greats, our Raider alumni, guys that deserve to already be in the Hall of Fame, they get snubbed until they pass. And then they put him in the hall. And, it, you know, it was made clear to me after this last one that now it's just going to be worse. Cliff Branch, a guy that, in my opinion, deserved to be in the Hall of Fame a long time ago, he passed. He still didn't get in this year. A guy like Tom Flores, what is he, 82? 83, going to be 83, I think. How, much, how many more years does he have? Are we going to let him see himself getting inducted into the Hall of Fame? Or are we going to do like we did to Ken Stabler and his family? We're going to put him in after he passes, and we're going to tell his family that you don't get a ring and you don't get a jacket, even if you pay for it. How many times are we going to see this? I mean, just last few weeks, we've seen the referees. We've seen the the data. We've seen the analytics. We've seen the objective calls being exposed big time. We're seeing firsthand the Raider biased by by these – these biased opinions from these writers, these Hall of Fame writers. That's going to be my first issue. That's You know, actually, that's going to be my main issue with this whole thing, is how are we putting a group of guys that have never played football at that level to decide who gets in the Hall of Fame and who doesn't? How are we going to put a limit on how many people can get in the Hall of Fame, even though there might be more guys that are deserving? In my opinion, if a player, if a past player, if, a, if a, a legend deserves to get into the Hall of Fame, you put that person in the Hall of Fame, I don't care how many people you can put in that year. It's not fair to that person to wait years and years and years and not get in the Hall of Fame. Coach Tom Flores, hats off to Coach Tom Flores. I don't care about his Hall of Fame voting. He is a Hall of Fame head coach. He is a Hall of Fame NFL, I mean, more than a coach, more than a player. He was a, he was a, he was a cornerstone piece to the National Football League he was a trendsetter you know what I mean he moved mountains for people he was the first Latino head coach I believe to win the Super Bowl He was probably the first Latino quarterback to win the Super Bowl he he has I mean just lists and lists of accompli- accomplishments back in his day and you know what I feel bad for those that got to experience some of his playing time and let this really hit home to you because for me I'm 28 years old wait no I'm 27 yeah 27 don't even know my age I'm 27 years old, and this bugs me. There's an obvious Raider bias, and this is just the latest proof. Super frustrating. So in Raiders news this week, this was definitely the one that got my blood boiling the most. And at this point, I could care freaking less about the Hall of Fame. Now, you know what? Here's an idea. Raiders, let's open up our own Hall of Fame. We got enough anyways. We probably have the most uh, Hall of Fame qualified ex-players in history. I mean, i put them up with anybody you know, Raiders love their alumni. We got the Raiders alumni weekends. We got the Raiders alumni, everything. Let's just make our own screw the NFL. Let's put this on us. Yeah. I don't know. I'm throwing, I'm throwing around ideas, but the last thing I'm going to close this out with, why don't we just let the hall of fame take people that are already inducted, you know, take the Howie Longs, take the players like that. Of course, I'm going to pick Raiders. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> take players like that. Take take your Peyton Manning in the future. Take your Charles Woodson in the future. Take your Tom Brady in the future. Take guys like that. Once they're inducted into the Hall of Fame, put them in charge of the board. Put a board together. Let them vote on who deserves to get in the Hall of Fame from there on out. How about that? Take away the Centennial class and, and the Futures class, whatever it is, the old guys and new guys. Disregard all that crap. If someone deserves to get in the Hall of Fame, don't make them wait 40 years to get in the Hall of Fame. Just frickin' put them in it. How about that? And that'll, that'll solve all your issues. And that goes to all the people that I've ever on record, shown their bias to not wanting to vote in Raiders. So, I'm done with this. On to the next. Princeton Buckner was fired. This was, I believe, Wednesday. And that resulted in the hiring of Rod Marinelli, um, the ex-Cowboys defensive coordinator. Now, don't get me wrong, I love the hiring of Rod Marinelli. Um, Obviously a very proven head coach, or a proven defensive coordinator. Uh, Obviously a very proven leader, a very, very proven defensive coordinator. But I'm very disappointed in the firing of Brinston Buckner, an obvious fan favorite by far. Loved Brinston, loved Coach Buckner, loved everything he brought to the table. Obviously, we fell in love with him with hard knocks, but we also fell in love with the results that he gave us on the field. We go from dead last by far last year 13 in sacks to you know maybe around middle of the pack, whatever it was. What do we finish with? Uh, like 35 sacks or something like that, 34 sacks? Pretty good number, pretty big improvement. Not a whole lot of talent added, a lot of youth. Not a whole lot of talent added, though, and I think we did great. So hats off. Thank you, Brinston Buckner. Obviously grew up a Raiders fan, was thankful to be a Raider and contribute to the Raiders and coach the guys that he is able to coach with and I think close out the final year in Oakland. So thank you, Coach Buckner, for everything that you did um, contributing to this young team. Um, But I think at this point, looking at the Rod Marinelli hiring, I'm taking my eyes a little bit off of Buckner leaving, and I'm now looking at Paul Gunther on the hot seat because obviously Paul Gunther has had the 18th, 26th, and 19th ranked defense in the last three years and I'm looking at Rod Marinelli over there in Dallas who didn't have a whole lot more of talent maybe a little bit more talented linebackers but maybe about the same secondary not a very super talented defensive line and he pretty much finished the last three years eighth seventh and ninth overall defense so obviously Rod Marinelli is the defensive line coach right now but I think he is just one step one short little step behind Paul Gunther and if I'm going to be the guy that tries to make assumptions, I'm going to guess that this could maybe just be a transition move to where I know a lot of you guys wanted Paul Gunther gone, and I've always thought that Paul Gunther was going to be our defensive coordinator this season. Obviously, this was a really close step to Paul Gunther not being our defensive coordinator this season. But if Paul Gunther can't perform, I think this gives us a very smooth transition into a new defensive coordinator if we have Rod Marinelli in our sights, which, in my opinion, you don't have a 70-year-old defensive coordinator come in and be just a defensive line coach without a possible upgrade. So Rod Marinelli, defensive line, but keep an eye on him because he could be sniffing the heels of defensive coordinator Paul Gunther final thing I want to talk about is Mike Mayock. He actually went on the actual official Raiders podcast this week if you guys aren't already subscribed to it. But he went on there and he talked a little bit about everything. He had a lot of good nuggets, but the only thing I'm going to bring up is he did talk about that he needs to do a better job of surrounding Derek Carr with more talent at wide receiver. The ability to catch the ball, the ability to spread the ball around a little bit. But he also did mention that he thought that Derek Carr progressed rapidly in year two. Um, He obviously talked about... How much John Gruden demands out of his quarterbacks how much he demands in the pocket how much he demands just I mean out of his verbiage and it seems like Derek Carr's met the bill seems like Mike Mayock and John Gruden have both been very happy with Derek Carr uh, despite you know some opinions in Raider Nation but that's obviously to be continued I think there's still a lot left on the table for number four in the silver and black and that's going to be shown in 2020 and I think Mike Mayock is dead set determined to keep building this roster and build some support and make this a pretty solid freaking football team. So for now, that's all I'm going to cover in this week's announcements. But like I said, we got a big guest coming on, my buddy Alec Engel, a dude that came on early in the season, or should I say whenever we first signed him as an undrafted free agent, the first thing I said was, this guy's going to win the job. We had Keith Smith sitting there, the veteran, who was a guy that we traded for just a year before. But I'm like, man, Alec Ingold is the dude. I started watching some highlights on this guy. He was like, what, 22 years old at the time? Just wrecking dudes. I mean, just looked like an old school fullback that just wanted to go out there, play football, and hit guys. I mean, definition of a Gruden Grinder. I was almost no, no doubt in my mind that Alec Ingold was going to win this job. Well, turns out he's going to have a heck of a season. He's one of the best fullbacks in the league. And as an undrafted free agent, he earned an alternate Pro Bowl spot. So I'm looking forward to this conversation. We have a lot of things to talk about. I'm not sure how many shows that he's gone on, how many people he's talked to, but I can guarantee this is probably the first fan podcast that he's been on. So uh, as a member of Raider Nation now, I'm looking forward to talking to this young gun, a guy that's probably going to be a Raider for a long time. So uh, we're going to take this short break. And when we return, joining me is going to be number 45, Oakland. Oh, just kidding. Las Vegas, Raiders fullback, Alec Ingold. an undrafted free agent out of wisconsin a guy playing in an underappreciated position in the nfl he might only be 23 years old but he has that old school smash mouth football vibe one of the three raiders players selected as a pro bowl alternate this season number 45 fullback alec ingold what is up dude
0: how are we doing man
1: uh, just enjoying ourselves a little bit you know I'm resting up after the season. It's been a little stressful for us, man. But for you, wrapping up a season, a uh, pretty physical player. How you feeling, man? How's the body feeling?
0: We took a couple of weeks off to recover. You did a little rehab, and you know, getting getting right back into the weight room, trying to get get the get the muscles going a little bit. So it's been a good off season so far.
1: Yeah, there you go. So no days off really for Alec Engle. Just a little <laughs> little rest period, a little recovery. I like it. <laughs> hey, you, you
0: said old school. I'm I'm just trying to you know
1: yeah live up to it. Hit the bill. Yeah, I like it, man. Um. And I want to ask actually too it just so happens with the senior bowl coming up. I wanted to ask you about your experience and having John Gruden as your coach uh slapping slapping Raider sticks stickers all <laughs> over your helmet, bro.
0: Yeah, that that was pretty cool. I know uh you know a lot of guys get into the whole week of practice and the interviews and the, the week is really long and then everyone uh you know kind of thinks oh the game isn't that important, you know, no one really shows, no one really stays for that. Uh, you wake up that, that morning and you have John Gruden in the middle of a team meeting firing <laughs> everybody up. man, we were ready to go. I love that it. was pretty cool.
1: I love it. Make, uh, makes every situation awesome. Um, after that game, man, obviously it, it was big for a lot of players. And for you, you ended up, I mean, you were one of what? I think maybe four players out of that game that ended up coming and playing for the Raiders. Um, after that game and leading up to the draft, did you have any indication at all that the Raiders wanted you to play for them?
0: Uh, I mean,. I'm not sure. Uh, I think definitely knowing the fullback was important. There w- was a big piece of that. Um, and that that was definitely a place I wanted to go. Uh, just being around the coaching staff all week. Um, you know, there, there's definitely a chemistry there. Like, you know, I love to compete. I love to play football and, and those guys are, they're looking for the same thing. So, um, you know, just getting that, you know, ACDC back in black type of mentality was, yeah. was really exciting for me. Um, you know, there's, building something special, uh, you know, that is definitely, I mean, weeks leading up to the draft, that's where I wanted to go. Um, so I'm really glad it worked out. That's good stuff, man.
1: Um, obviously, I said at the beginning of this, you, you play an underappreciated position, but y- you know why – that obviously probably hints to you. You know why I wanted, you, wanted to talk to you today, Alec? What is that? Because fullbacks need some love too, man. You know that? <laughs> <laughs> and you know what's nice, man, about playing for the Raiders? I feel like we've always – Valued our fullbacks. You know, my friend, he's a part-time co-host on this show, Kenny King. His dad played fullback. He was more of a kind of a halfback, I guess, for the Raiders. And he always told me, man, how much Al Davis loved his fullbacks. He used to really take care of him, man. he used to always take him to dinner, hang out with him. Really appreciated him. And I'm glad. Uh, would you agree that John Gruden's kind of carrying over that tradition now with you?
0: 100. percent Yeah. I mean, I think when you're in a, a role that you know you aren't going to touch the ball very much. Um, you know, any praise in a team team meeting or offensive meeting goes a long ways. So, um, you know, going through trying to build confidence throughout this year, uh, every time he'd throw me a bone, if I had a, you know, a good play, he would just kind of acknowledge it. And that's, that's the stuff that gets me going. Like, uh, yeah. you know, just, just seeing the guys kind of, you know, recognize that and the hard work and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm over in a corner hitting a sled there in practice where everyone else is, you know, catching football. So. Yeah, Uh, you know, I'm I'm really just waiting for those opportunities to kind of, you know, prove to guys that I want to be, you know, on the field and helping them out as best I can.
1: I love it. Grunt work. And, you know, I think you were you carried the ball more times than most fullbacks in the league. And you also had the most first downs converted as full as a fullback in the league. So that's big stuff, man. But obviously the traits that we love the most about you is your toughness and physicality. Uh, you, you just ooze it, man. Obviously, every time we see you on the field, that's all it is. And, and you know, you, you, have, you have those, you know, I think you got those traits from playing on both sides of the ball. I researched into you a little bit, um, and going into college, I learned that you were actually a linebacker. So tell me a little bit about the position change from linebacker to fullback while you're at Wisconsin.
0: Yeah, so uh, I show up, you know, right right out the gate as as a linebacker, as an athlete, so... Play quarterback in high school, and coach says, "You know, we'll find a spot for you. We'll we'll do linebacker." So hold, do that hold, for, hold, okay, camp.
1: hold on a second, real quick. You were playing quarterback in high school, and your college yes. coach decides you're going. What were you doing out there? Were you just mowing dudes over at quarterback? How did he decide that you're going to be a <laughs> linebacker?
0: <laughs> so I think I realized my calling wasn't quarterback anymore when I was on a I was on a visit, and the strength coach told me his favorite play was a goal line run that I had. It was just really physical, and he loved it. And I, <laughs> I kind of got the picture that quarterback wasn't really my future. If that was the best play that he uh, that he liked of mine.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so go back, go back to your, your linebacker to fullback. Sorry to, sorry to interrupt. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, um, no. Was, so you know, you, you start off at linebacker, played a whole uh, um, training camp, uh, fall camp with the the linebackers on defense, just trying to learn how to play defense, really. And then uh, some injuries happened at running back, and I had to step in. So my freshman year, I played, uh, played running back uh, and then moved over to fullback for the rest of the year when everyone got healthy for the rest of my career.
1: There you go. Worked out pretty well. And also, um, yeah, I, I dug pretty deep, actually. I, I like to dig in a little deep. And uh, word on the street, I guess, is you were quite the high school legend as a wrestler, man. <laughs> a- a- any, uh, a- any knowledge on that? Could you tell us a little bit about that as well?
0: Man, wrestling is a tough sport. Uh, my dad was a a high school wrestling coach growing up. So I think, you know, I was four years old. I I took my first steps on a wrestling mat, uh, you know, I kind of, that was my first love really, uh, just the, you know, intensity and, you know, you, you get your hand raised over another dude, like you, you know, you kind of physically are are better than them at the sport. Is it's a, it's a great feeling to have. So, um, you know, I fell in love with that early on and, uh, no, so that's, that's something I did all throughout, uh, went to national tournaments growing up and, uh, ended up finishing off high school as a, as a state champ.
1: There we go. I like that. Raising your hand over the other dude. There was a couple of plays this season I wish that the ref would have picked you guys both up after you mowed that dude over. I wish you would have, he would have raised your hand up over his maybe after the play. Seen a, <laughs> man, there was a first down you picked up in Jacksonville. That was, uh, oof. Man, you just you just go at him, huh? Just head down, all body into it, man, and, and just let him have it, huh?
0: Yeah, Kirby, uh, he told me I'm, I'm not faster than anybody on the field, so I just got to, you know, get physical, drop the inside shoulder. Uh, protect, protect the legs and, and keep moving.
1: Freaking works for you, man. Um, so from high school quarterback, you're a wrestling star, you're a college linebacker, to a fullback. Now you're into the pros, and you earned an alternate spot in the Pro Bowl. How do you feel about that?
0: Uh, I was pretty wild. I mean, I wasn't really you know, expecting any any recognition or awards uh, like that this year. Um, you know, it's just the first year in the league. And I'm trying to grow. I'm trying to be better. I want Josh to win all those awards, you know, I'm, I'm not hey. really about, uh, I wasn't ready to you know get any of that recognition, but uh, <laughs> it was, it was cool. Um, you know, work hard and, you know, stuff, stuff ends up working out for you a little bit, but no, that was, it was cool to kind of share that with some of the other guys on the team.
1: That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Um, now talking about some more important stuff, uh, are you married, Alec?
0: No, I'm not. You're not. I married, should be, man.
1: You should be. Okay. Okay. So you you have a woman lined up yet, or are you still flying solo?
0: No, I've had a long term girlfriend for a while now. So what is going like on, man? Years, yeah. Are you engaged? Uh, no. I, I'm getting a lot of pressure, though, man. Let me tell you.
1: Yeah, you're going to get more right now here in a second, man. You know? <laughs> <laughs> That's a. Uh... Let me tell you, you know, I, I think Raider Nation will agree with that's going to be uh, the biggest accomplishment of your career. A hundred percent. Obviously, whenever that goes soon. And obviously, you know, uh, yeah, and I'll, you know, I'll remind you, now that I have your contact information, I'll be sure to, you know, press this on you every once in a while. Um, so that means, you know, obviously probably no kids. Kids soon, I'm guessing, right? Is that in the plans as well or is that too much pressure in <laughs> one day? <laughs> No, no kids, no kids. <laughs> no kids, okay. We're not there yet. We'll, we'll work on that one later. So um, for now, man, uh, moving on, man, we're, we're going to play a little game. Uh, working with, I'm going to work a little family into this, little little teammates. We're going to play a little game. I want to ask you a few questions, and you're going to just answer me with the name of one of your teammates. You ready, man? Yeah, yeah. Cool. So among players, uh, remember this is pretty much players only, Who's the first person in the building every day?
0: Uh, Derek Carr. Easy. There we go.
1: Now, next question. This is, these are going to get a little funny for you, man. You're, let's say, uh, you're getting married. You need a best man. Who are you going to pick?
0: <laughs> Ooh. Um. <laughs> no pressure. Uh, I mean, I'm close. <laughs> I'm close with a lot of guys. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to pick, uh, Foster Morrow. Oh. We're, we're roommates. There you go. We're roommates. Uh good good friend uh you know shared a lot of memories all the way from uh hotel during otas to uh during the season
1: good stuff he's uh how's his recovery doing man is he in good spirits
0: yeah he's good he's crushing it he's down there already walking around love it way ahead of schedule love it. a very foster it. move of him
1: yeah we're, we're we're looking forward to it man um obviously you're a tough dude we keep talking about how hard you hit um, but who's the one guy on your defense? On, or should I say, on our defense? I'm gonna act like I'm on this team. <laughs> Who, who's the one guy on our defense that you wouldn't want to go heads up with?
0: Uh, I go big Hank. Big oh. Hank is a load man. He's he's uh Jonathan Hankins was uh he's a beast.
1: So we put him in the middle for a reason. Uh,
0: yeah, exactly. <laughs>
1: now here's another one for you, man. Um, so you guys are moving to Vegas, obviously. Let's say. You're buying your house in Vegas. I don't know if you have already, but uh, you want a nice, peaceful neighborhood. And you know, if you want it to be nice and peaceful, though, you need peaceful neighbors. Who's uh, who's gonna be the one peaceful teammate you'd pick as your neighbor in Vegas?
0: Uh, that'd be Hunter Renfro. Uh, he would be very thoughtful. You know, if you need a, if you need a kitchen knife or something, he would come over and, and drop it <laughs> off for you. A little uh, extra, extra thing of salt, sugar, he'll have it for you. No, yeah. no
1: problem. Yeah, he's he's the guy I always make fun of. I always say he looks like the guy that can do like anything in the world. No matter what the job is. He could be a car salesman, he could sell you insurance, he could be your substitute teacher. doesn't matter what it is. Hunter Renfro could look the part.
0: I'll take it a step further. If I'm like, you know, in yard games, if I you know, I'm gonna pick him too. Like he's gotta oh. be great at bags and darts and what whatever you got, he's probably gonna win it.
1: Okay, so if I need a cornhole partner, I'm calling number thirteen is what you're saying. Exactly. I love it. I love it. Um, here's the last question I got for you. In the future, no pressure. Let's say you're having a baby. You said no babies, but right now, <laughs> right now you're having a baby. And okay. no matter what, you have to name your baby after one of your teammates. But, oh my God. But no, here's the real curveball your baby is a girl. So what <laughs> teammates' Dude. name oh. do you choose? Uh, yeah, who has the girliest I don't name? Even, I don't even know. Oh man! Throw someone in the sh- bus.
0: You 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 you're making me so I gotta basically. This is a roundabout way of saying who has a girly name on the who team. Who has a girly name? And who's th- who's
1: the biggest sissy name on the team? I'm just kidding. It's not oh like that.
0: <laughs> I, I can't even. I can't even think. I can't <laughs> even think of anybody
1: right now. Um, um, I mean Max could work little
0: Maxie. Yeah, I yeah. <laughs> I mean Mad Max is a girl in the what is that TV show? Um, yeah. Oh, I can't even think of it. No, I'm, I'm not gonna get. I'm not gonna name her Max though. So. <laughs> Max was too swag. I don't want to do that to him. Oh man. <laughs> There's not really uh, a little, little
1: Joshy. We got a little Joshy.
0: Um, jo- <laughs> Josh-y. No, <laughs> That's not a girl's name. <laughs> oh
1: man. You gotta make something. KJ? <laughs> no, that's not gonna work. A little, little Carl Joseph? No, that's not gonna work. No, I no, guess you Carl. don't have any <laughs> options. I guess. You, I guess that's it. Um, Oh, we're going with Maxie, man. I want to make sure Lemno know, too, that you chose that name, not me. All
0: right, yeah. Yeah, let's put it on record then. All right, so yeah, good.
1: <laughs> little Maxi. Yeah, you said that. Yeah, buddy, uh, Alex said that you had the girliest name on the team, so I'm going to let him know for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> speaking funny. of teammates, though, man, you mentioned it earlier. What's it like playing so closely? And with our opinion, I we think he's the rookie of the year. What's it like playing with Josh Jacobs, man?
0: Man, it's it's cool. Um you know, it, it's something where it, it surprises you how hard he works every day. And um, you know, coming in, you, you got a lot of older guys that are trying to, you know, form their opinions and like of, of the guys on the team. The rookie guys, and Josh is one of the first guys that's he's he's one who's trying to learn. He's he's the guy who's not you know making any problems in the locker room. He's uh, you know he's a great teammate, really, um, and and that's cool. And honestly, like all the rookies on our team. I think a lot of guys around the league have been telling us it's not it, – they say it's pretty rare how you have a whole class that kind of just wants to get better. Um, and Josh is definitely kind of the leader of the pack a little bit there, um, yeah. performance-wise, but then also elite by example guy. You know, he's not talking too much. He's not, you know, saying too much. He's, he just puts his head down and works, and it, it's cool to watch that uh, up close.
1: That's awesome. Yeah, I was going to say, I can tell that you see that firsthand. You guys, you guys work together a lot, especially on the field, you're hand-in-hand. Um, and, and you know, I mean, that's where you got your early praise. I mean, Josh is out there making waves, and y- you know, you go out there and you watch the Josh Jacob highlights, and all of a sudden, here you see uh, a number 45. Actually, you know, uh, side note, I-, I gave you a little nickname. Um, you know, our old fullback, uh, Marcel Reese. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, because you were a number 45. Um I actually I dubbed you you're you're White Marcel Reese actually I like that um, it works really well so <laughs> right. we'll every time every time hey it's gonna stick eventually you watch man um uh, every time you watch a Josh Jacobs highlight uh you see little White Marcel Reese in there just making waves man you're just like you're you're clearing the room especially you know what I think you're coming out game for you and the offensive line uh, was that Chicago Bears game man so um obviously whatever you're doing whatever you're doing uh working in tandem with Josh uh he's right behind you man and uh you guys are doing a great job together I yeah, appreciate that For sure man now finally Las Vegas are you ready are you are you making the move what's uh what's the plan
0: Yeah uh got to got to figure all that out soon um really excited um you know it's a, new, it's a new place and it's it's a place where uh it allows us to kind of you know, not not rest on any laurels that uh a, you know a good start to what we're trying to do uh, will yeah. bring. You know, it's it's going to be uncomfortable moving, um, and I think it's going to help a lot of guys grow and uh, you know just develop even more. Um, I know a lot of the a lot of the guys have been pretty close on the team, and I think a move like this will just bring us closer. So I'm really excited for it.
1: That's awesome, man. And so you and you and your neighbor Hunter Infro got a fresh start there in Vegas. <laughs> it's gonna be yeah, exciting, exactly. man. Um, I want to close this thing out, man. I appreciate everything you've done for us. Uh, we've been on the been on the phone for a little bit, man. I, I've enjoyed our talking. Like I said, I appreciate the time you took for me, um, and I'm sure all the listeners do too. We lo- we love to get to know our our new guys, especially our rookies, man. Uh, you came in and you made waves. Uh, so it's good to get to know you a little bit more on a personal level. It's good. It's good to hear you laugh instead of you seeing out, you know out there like knocking guys' helmets off. So um, it's good to see that side of you, man. Um, and, I, and and I appreciate it. But I just got one last final question: Who are the best fans in the world?
0: Uh, the Raiders fans, man. Come on. Uh, I do. I do. On a serious note, uh, I do have to say, um, going out to Oakland, um, just changing, living in hotels, being all across the area. Um, I I tried to get out in the community as much as I could. Um, It it was really cool to see the community just be in high spirits and be so thankful that we were there and, um, you know, try and impact those lives as much as possible because, you know, Oakland opened their arms for the rookies here and, um, you know, it was really cool to kind of just get that family atmosphere and I'm definitely going to miss it. So I do have to say uh, that was something that, you know, definitely – you know, it changed me and grew me up uh, quite a bit really quick there.
1: Awesome man I'm glad you got a taste of it. From LA to Oakland a lot of us had Oakland close to our heart and we're looking forward to the new ventures in Las Vegas. Alec man uh, keep taking care of yourself man I'm glad you're back in the weight room getting ready for 2020 we're looking forward to what's ahead um, and I'm sure man you know we'll uh, I'm sure we'll talk soon in the future man um, you guys you have a good rest of your night bro
0: Alright sounds good anytime we'll see ya And
1: there you have it Raiders fullback Alec Engel coming on. I appreciate him. Uh, everything, man. I mean, it's it's good stuff for him to come in and really change the culture, change the attitude, set the tone on this team. Obviously, he's, he's a big part of this offense. I'm glad that John Gruden's taking care of him just like Al Davis used to. A lot of good stuff to get out of that. Um, like I said, it was, it was kind of cool. I like to try and pull a sense of humor out of him a little bit. Uh, I know he's a young guy. Um, I know he doesn't do this a whole lot. So it's nice to get him out here and joke around with a little bit. Um, definitely one of my favorite players, Little little white Marcel Reese. Uh, so that's some good stuff. Raider Nation, I hope you guys enjoyed that interview. Make sure you keep tuning in. Like I said, it's going to be it's gonna be a big month here for sure. The Raider Cody Podcast. I got a lot of weeks lined up that's going to be huge leading up to the draft. Going into the draft is going to be giant too. Make sure you guys stay tuned with everything going on. Make sure you book your, uh, your hotel room through Westgate in Las Vegas. That's $200 a night plus fees. Uh, you'll be roomed up with a bunch of Raider Nation, including me. I'll be there too in Westgate. We'll be going down. We'll be hanging out um, at Stage Door Casino. It's gonna be it's gonna be pretty big time. So, like I said, appreciate you guys tuning in. And until next week, Raider Nation. I'll see you guys.
0: Get really into your favorite shows and movies all in one place with Flex, a 4K streaming box you get free with
1: Xfinity Internet. Find what you want with your voice on Netflix, Hulu, Disney Plus, and more. No more jumping in and out of apps. And get Peacock Premium at no additional cost. It's a way better way to watch. Learn more at Xfinity.com Flex. Restrictions apply requires
0: postpaid Xfinity Internet, excluding Internet essentials, one device included. Subscriptions required to access streaming services.